Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. You know, no matter how good that sounds when we do it, trying to match up, and I think I'm like, oh, that sounded pretty good. And then when I listen to the episode, I'm like, they're nowhere close. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because when you hear my voice, it's like a second after I talk. So it never, even when I do like the audio for the episodes, like it never, for some reason, it just never lines up. Sometimes if I'm not lazy, I'll like cut the audio and I'll overlap your voice and mine so that it sounds like we said it in sync. But I think lately I've just been too lazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... Michael, episode number 60. This is it. This is the season finale for season three. Can yes. you believe we've been doing this for three whole seasons? I know. It's great. It feels yeah. like two. I don't, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> I was going to say so, it feels like 30. Yeah, yeah 30 years. Um, all right. So I think I know where this is going to go based on... I have dry update as the first sentence in our notes, and it is followed by. No, nope. it is followed by. Or tsunami <laughs> January. <laughs> so what is happening? Um, Did you both fall funny. off the wagon was, now? Oh no no, I'm still dry. I'm still dry. No, dude. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Fuck that. Um, when uh, my wife had a like a rough long day of work today and for a friday usually friday is pretty pretty chill but today was a rough day she uh like r- like 459 she's like in the kitchen like pouring wine <laughs> so i start joking <laughs> and i'm like uh so it's no longer a damp january it's more like a tsunami january and she goes haha very funny motherfucker and then she goes she goes you know what? I think it's going to be a dry dick January from here on Ooh. out. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> wait yeah, a if, minute. If she's been driven to drink right before the day ends, probably not the time to poke the lion, right? Yeah, well, I was never one for uh, for timing my comedic journeys. So something that happened last week, and I don't, I don't think you've ever done it, but I just thought it was funny. After we finished, I think we might have cut the mics at that point, so we weren't recording. But you actually said to me, thank you for recording. <laughs> I just thought it was an odd statement. Is there any re- reason that it I came out that way? I have actually no recollection of saying that once whatsoever. Yeah. Like, none. So, I, I don't remember saying it. That's great. So a defining moment for me means nothing to you. It's like one of those. It's like one of those where people are angst over something. Like, oh, that girl must have thought I did this, and I can't believe it. You know, when they're like twelve, and then you talk to her years later, and she's like, I didn't even know that. What are you talking about? Like what? <laughs> like I've been sweating over this for thirty fucking years. Yeah. Then my wife and I were talking about this today. We, we, you know, obviously Alzheimer's is is big in my side of the family. She got like the DNA test thing confirming that like she has the gene as well. It doesn't mean she's going to get Alzheimer's, but there's a high likelihood, I guess, if you have the gene. It skips generations, but there's a pretty good chance she's going to get it. I'm looking at my dad's side of the family. Nobody on my mom's side of the family has it or had it that I know of, but my dad's side of the family. So my dad's the youngest of 19 brothers and sisters. All right. There's so he's no the dry youngest dick there, boy. let me tell you. Yeah, there's definitely not a dry dick. The joke was my uh, my grandfather used to fuck all his wives to death. He had three wives. And uh, anyways, my dad is the youngest boy. His younger sister, 
So my dad's 75. I think his youngest sister is 73. She has really bad Alzheimer's, dementia, and like she's like pretty way far gone, right? It sucks. He's got it, obviously. His two older brothers closest to him, well, one of them, one of them died like I guess 10, 15 years ago. So we'll never know if he had the gene or not. But his two older brothers also have signs of kind of senility. I don't know if it's diagnosed Alzheimer's or dementia, but, and they've both kind of jokingly said, yeah, you know, our family's crazy. So between my wife and I, there's a pretty good chance that we're both going to end up with Alzheimer's. And we were joking today over dinner and we were like, hey, it'll be like, you know, we'll, we can have sex and like, it'll be like a new person every night. <laughs> <laughs> so... I know part of that story as your takeaway, you know, you just talked about your family and, and all the Alzheimer's and that's unfortunate, but you kind of lost me after you talked about your grandfather fucking his wife to death. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happened? Your grandfather, two of his wives died and then he got remarried a third time. Did she die uh, as well? He, so he had 19 kids spread across three wives and, and a, a couple of those, it, like Brady Bunch, right? You know, she brought some kids to the family. He brought some kids to the family. So I don't think, but between him and his wives, they had 19 kids. So, um, which is crazy. And I, you know, I asked my dad growing up, like, what was that even like? And, you know, his take on it was that his older brothers, the, the ones that had moved out of the house, you know, prior to like his childhood, they were just like uncles and cousins more yep, than anything that's else. What ends you know up what I mean? Yeah, because they're just they're fairly far removed. But there's so many good stories that my dad's had about some. I mean, think about this. You know, immigrant Italian family moved to to the New York when my grandfather was like 12 years old. Um, grew up in the streets of the inner city, New York. And all sorts of ties to all sorts of mob-related businesses. And one of my uncles, his nickname was Jimmy the Blade. And apparently he was a made man. So, And the stories surrounding him are crazy. Like, I went to his funeral. I think we talked about that in a prior episode. So just crazy stuff like that in the family. But, um, yeah, Alzheimer's uh, <laughs> got the best of, of that whole family for the most part. So do you think it's too early that if your wife tries to enforce this dry dick thing that you can be like, you didn't say that. Are you sure you said that? <laughs> it's too early for that? I don't know. I'll try that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think we're done joking about the wife for a while. I think we're going to take a few weeks off. <laughs> the shit's, shit just got real. Um, all right. So there is nothing I enjoy in life more than proving you wrong. We all know that. If you don't, you haven't been paying attention. What did I say? So your airline story that you started talking about last week, Which unfortunately, one? the one that the guy people flew upside down. Oh, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, after I ended up in the same fucking rabbit hole that I think you went down, <laughs> <laughs> you were right, actually, that it's, I looked it up. It was Alaska Airlines flight number 261. Okay. Yeah, was, that sounds familiar. Was the flight. So I ended up watching that whole video that you watched. Oh, which, was that fucking crazy? Yeah, so there was that, and then I, I moved on to... I can't imagine being a passenger on that plane. No. And then I moved on to um, some other ones on the bottom. They're like, well, if you watch oh, this, you might like this. Yeah, dude. So, uh, you'll so never want to fly again for the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
they said that the pilots, there's a quote on um, one of the sites I read. The pilots' heroic efforts was an inspiration for the fictional crash landing in Denzel Washington's movie Flight. Oh, okay. So All right. I, I, cool. My guess was right on that when, yeah. uh, when I joked about that. Um, the other thing, so I looked up another one, and it was, this is Northwest Flight 3701, if anybody wants to look into it. And what they did, in, I guess in the old days, and I'm sure they do it now, is if they have bad weather, flights end up getting canceled, and you know tomorrow we need three flights leaving from New York, but we only have two planes. They used they would fly empty planes because they had to get it to the other location. So on this Northwest flight, the two pilots who took the flight were like they thought they were fucking Maverick and and Goose or or Ice Iceman or whatever their names were. In so Top this Gun. is an empty plane. It's an empty, completely empty plane. So. Similar to the one you watched, this one had the flight recording. You could hear the guys talking to the tower. Uh-huh. And they're doing some weird shit. They're trying some, like, fun stuff. Like, they think they're in a fucking bumper car. At a, oh, Jesus. Um, they're taking advantage of the fact that they know they have that an it's empty. Plane. And, you know, they're saying to the people, like, uh, I don't normally see this happening. And the guy's like, look, we got an empty plane. We're just having a little fun. We're doing a move. So... Pilots are ready. Like I don't know how you don't get what do you to say, work tower hard. Tower requesting flyby. <laughs> no, no. I don't know how you don't get to work hard and leave work hard. The fact that you get to fly a fucking airplane, something that goes six hundred miles an hour. Um, so that wasn't enough for them. They ended up flying. They kept increasing the height, increasing the height to like go to forty-one thousand feet. I don't know what that is in relation to like leaving the Earth's atmosphere and stuff like that. No, the Concorde used to fly at like 70,000 feet, so it's not... But it was built for flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not forget that. So supposedly the guy, the tower, was saying, you're like 10,000 feet higher than any of these planes normally fly. They're like, are you sure this plane's okay for this? Well, don't they have have to get clearance for that? It's not like you can just... You can yeah. just make a right turn. Like that, the FAA doesn't work that way. I had to get my fucking pilot's license in order to fly a drone. And unfortunately for me, I had to learn how to fucking fly a plane. Like not not like technically, but I had to know everything there was to know about altitude and where planes fly and what patterns they fly and what levels they can fly at and all different sorts of classified airspace shit. That that's you don't just do that. Like you need approval before you you adjust your altitude. Right. So they were getting approval, but the approval was kind of like, uh, you sure? Uh, all right. If you have oh, nobody geez. on there, I guess so. And then when they went up to 41,000 feet, the guy was like, you know, you really should start coming down. You're a little bit high. They ended up fucking crashing because it sounded like the plane engine seized. Yeah, it probably stalled it. Because the higher you go, the less air. Um, and you need you need air and you need resistance drag in order to keep the flame the, the plane afloat so yeah i mean if the air is thin and there's not enough drag to 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 keep the plane up then yeah shit but they should have known that i mean i fucking know that and i'm just a drone pilot yeah so i was like i said after the we recorded last time I was like, there's no fucking way a plane flew upside down. I'm like, I'm going to prove this asshole wrong. <laughs> an hour and a half later, I'm like, well, not only is he right, I'm like, I'm I'm not even getting on a bus. Forget yeah. the plane. <laughs> so not too long after 9-11, I, I, I just, I got fascinated with just aviation in general and and I found a website. I don't know if it's even still a website, but it don't don't visit it if you listen to this because if you do, trust me, you'll never want to ever fly again. It's called airdisaster.com. Oh, and they had 
In addition to the the cockpit recorders, the actual pilots talking their and speaking their last breath, and screaming and all the other shit that goes along with planes crashing. Um, I mean, they literally have everything up until the point where the plane impacts, because that's when the recordings pretty much stop. And I, one of my favorite comedians, I don't even remember the name of the comedian, so I can't say it's my favorite comedian, but he used to say, like, if these fucking, if these if these flight recorders can survive a plane crash, why don't they just make the plane out of the same material as the fucking flight recorders, right? Because yeah. you have all this data after the plane is basically disintegrated. Anyways, so this airdisaster.com keeps uh, a record because it's, it's all public record. It keeps a record of all of this stuff. So you could literally just search for a plane, a year, a type, an airline, and pull up every crash that's ever happened. And if they don't have the flight recording because maybe the recorder was damaged too much, they have a transcript. So you can actually read the conversations that the pilots had either amongst themselves or if the flight recorder was was um, retained or between the air traffic control because that stuff is kept obviously because they talk to someone so they have someone else's point of view of that. Um, it's and they'll they provide the flight data like what altitudes the flight was at. like you can recreate every single, like move that the airplane made up until it disintegrated or crashed or whatever. So it's fucking, it's crazy. So anyways, you, you go down this rabbit hole and then it's so morbid and it's so sick. And after a while, you're just like, fuck it. Like I don't ever want to like fly ever again. And I'll give you a perfect example. One flight. Um, I don't think this is even possible anymore because the technology is advanced, but, um, before you take off, there are there are these uh, in the wings uh, on each side of the airplane. They're called flaps, and the flaps extend, and you can move them up and down. They control the altitude of the plane for the most part, except for the MD eighty plane that we were talking about last week, because right. the actually the tail fin actually had an elevator that actually controlled that. But typically, on like a typical like seven thirty seven seven forty seven, they have flaps. And those flaps need to be extended and pointing downward before you can take off. And the reason why is they extend the mass of the wing so that it catches more air, and the air is what pushes the airplane up into the sky. Um, anyways, they have the flight recording of this flight, full flight, and these two pilots talking, and they're flirting with one of the flight attendants. She leaves, they close the door, they take off, and 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 they're all having this like jolly conversation. Well, they forgot to check if the flaps were down and they took off airplane went up, never got more than a hundred feet off the ground. And it went down and it crashed like, because the flaps weren't down because of that. And hearing that, and like you, you hear the pilot's last words. It's fucking morbid. Every time I'm on a plane, I have to have the windows open and I have to see the fucking wings. Like, I have to know that the flaps are down or else I'm not, like, because if they're not, I'm fucking yelling at the, the flight attendant, like, oh, whoa, you know, check the flaps. Crazy shit like that, where it'll just, like, never, it, it changes flying for you, period. How far back do you think these tapes go? Do you think you can get some from the 50s where it's, like, that madman style stuff where the pilot's like, hey, I'm going to bang that broad later. <laughs> Th this flight, was that's the conversation they were having. Is I think if I remember correctly, and it's been a while, like they were flirting with the the flight attendant, and then I think after she left, they were talking about how hot she was, and they actually attributed in the uh, 
the um, what is it? The uh, federal tra- tra- FTSB, whatever the the body oh, that the, regulates the people who review the planes and stuff. Yeah, after the plane crashes, they're responsible for rules and regulations and stuff like that. Um, they had reviewed it and they determined the cause of the accident to be pilot error and arrogance, like. The pilots, one, should have checked the flaps both visually and on their their dashboard. But two, they were having an inappropriate conversation that they should have been having. They should have been flying the plane. They should have been paying attention to what they were doing. I mean, pilots are notorious for having checklists upon checklists of things that they need to do before they even fucking turn the engine on the plane. And in fact, I hired a a pilot, former pilot, as a project manager of mine because of that very thing. Like... If you could be a pilot, you could work a checklist and you could manage a project. <laughs> Did you ever, like, if you look in the cockpits when you get on a plane, there is 7,000 buttons yeah. in front of them. It's fucking insane. I don't know how any planes go up and down in relation You ever to really want to get, uh, you think that's bad, look at any one of the shuttle's cockpits. It's, it's, it's a factor of 10x what any regular airplane looks like. The number of knobs and buttons and screens, and it looks like something out of like Star Wars. It's crazy. So I, I know you, the shuttles you're referencing, the older ones that don't fly anymore, is, do you, and I don't know this, do you think the new ones like uh, Bezos' No, I'm talking about a brand, I'm talking about the Endeavor was the last cockpit I saw, and I think I saw the picture like within a week ago. It's relatively, and I remember looking at the cockpit going, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, it looks like computers upon computers. The Endeavor hasn't gone up in 15 years, I think, right? They stopped it. Now there's all the Elon Musk thing and the Jeff Bezos thing. So oh, the e- Elon Musk shuttle like has that. a fucking iPad, and that's it. It's, it probably looks like a Tesla. Yeah, hopefully with uh, the uh, autopilot, because that's not going that well with the cars. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a different story. How was your week? Uh, week was pretty good. Um, remember, like, I'm going to go back probably four or five episodes ago. I talked about uh, an annoying tube of toothpaste that I was squeezing and squeezing and squeezing and co- refused to just throw it out. Like, I, I have to get every little piece of toothpaste out of the tube. But why was it annoying? It was like the fucking everlasting gobstopper from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The shit never ended. <laughs> because I want new toothpaste. Uh, I just finished that two days ago. Oh my God. Do you know that I have not personally had a new tube of toothpaste in 15 years? See, that explains and I'll tell a you, lot. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, no, these aren't my teeth. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. My wife is the mad toothpaster, she squeezes from the middle. And it oh, drives, me, fucking fucking that drives crazy. me absolutely crazy. <laughs> so we have now two separate tubes of toothpaste. I'm like, I can't use that. It's like the fucking Joker used it. I'm not using that fucking toothpaste. So she has her own. I have my own. And what happens is when mine runs out, I take hers and I put like I have one of those little I don't know what they're called, but I'll call them toothpaste organizers that you can like push all the toothpaste down and it stays in the back. Oh, really? And a new tube, you can't put it on because it's so full. Mm-hmm. So I always give her the new tube, and I take her old tube and repair the the craziness that she's done. Oh Jesus, that would drive me absolutely. I mean, I have OCD, but there are just certain things that absolutely drive me bonkers, and that would be one of them. Like yeah. squeezing the tube from the middle. 
And that's what that, and it does, and that's why we've worked out a method, which is you have your own fucking toothpaste. I have my own fucking toothpaste. So I'm like, I can't, I can't use that. Yeah. Well, my so. wife and I have like two separate like sinks, like mm-hmm. on the opposite side of the bathroom. So we kind of have to do our own thing with most things we have duplicates of. But uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, my old house had two completely separate standalone sinks. And hers was, and it's funny because our, our old house was brand new when we bought it. And that was only 15 years ago. That had like a thing on the left side, which was like one of those almost a vanity thing. You would like have room to pull up a chair if you want and keep a mirror on the side of the sink mm-hmm. to like get ready just in front of that. Yeah. Um, but that was hers. Yeah. Have you been uh, paying any attention to like politics and what's going on in the government in the last, I don't know, a few months? So... Not really, but every once in a while, something really catches my eye. So the newest one was uh, Mitch Connell, I think his name is. McConnell, yeah. McConnell, who basically said um, black people vote as much as Americans. Oh, fuck. Which I don't know if he – well, yeah. I don't know if he meant to say white Americans or – other Americans, but basically he implied that black people are not American. Jesus so, Christ. And look, I, I'm not, I, I don't want this to be the Colbert report, right? That's not what we're here for. But I was telling another friend about it and they were like, well, here's some pictures of him smiling very big in front of a Confederate flag. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. So no, what did, what did you hear? No, this whole, I wanted to get your take on this because this whole concept of the filibuster is being brought up, and it's it's this old mechanic that has been, um, it's been in politics since. I, I think it actually dates back to the British Empire. Like it, it it goes back pretty far, and it's a mechanism by which a actually you know what it goes back to the Roman Empire. I read an article about it, and I remember it now. It goes back to the fucking Roman Empire. And it's a mechanic that, you know, if one party doesn't agree with what's going on, they can stall, okay? And back in ancient Rome, all decisions in Congress needed to be made by sundown. And there was a rule that anybody could speak at any point in time. You know, they can, they can say, hey, I need the floor, and they can say what they want and unimpeded, and they don't have to stop. Right, and there's if, there's no time limit as long as you keep going, right? Yeah, I yeah, think I mean, that's just, the case. You, just, like you can't yeah. go to the bathroom. If you go to the bathroom, your turn's over. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think you could fucking open up like Harry Potter and read it, and and it doesn't matter. Like people have to sit there and listen to it. And I mean, that's stupid, but that's an extreme, right? I think what it was originally meant for was, hey, look, I oppose this, and here are the ten thousand reasons why I oppose this. That I understand. Um, I think it's gotten to the point of where it's now a tool that the minority can use to stall just about any measure. And if there's one thing we know from the last 15 years of, you know, government is that nothing's actually been accomplished. I mean, name one fucking thing that is significant in the last 15 years besides like the fucking Patriot Act that has actually caused significant 
change for the good. And arguably, the Patriot Act has not done us a whole lot of good. It's taken away a lot of civil liberties. I don't want to get into that. I'm not a political expert, but, you know, and this isn't a polit- political, you know, podcast, but the um, this, this concept of the filibuster has been going on, and the Democrats, because the Republicans have the minority and they keep stalling and they won't let anything get through, they keep throwing around this idea that they can ban or put a limit on the filibuster or or a voting limit on the minimum required votes in order to bypass the filibuster and move on and actually get some legislation done. And I, I somewhat have mixed feelings about it because when you're in the minority, it's a very powerful sword in which to yield, right? If you if you vehemently disagree with something you have the ability to do something about it, even though you don't have the majority. And I think the majority right now needs to be like 60%, all right? It's like either 60% or two-thirds. And without that two-thirds, you can filibuster and and basically delay, 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 and then everybody just says, all right, fuck it, let's move on. It's clearly not going to do anything. Um, the Democrats are talking about trying, because they have a slight majority, right? They have the 50 senators plus you know the vice president. Obviously, all 50 Democratic senators would have to be on board in order for it to work, and they, ha- they have not been able to get that. Um, I think there's a handful of senators that have been kind of jumping the other side of the aisle just to avoid something like this. Um, I have mixed feelings about it. Part of it, I think it, 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 you know, like I said, when you're in the majority, and I'm neither Republican nor Democrat, so I mean, it doesn't really affect me and my views so much, but it, it gives you a tool to... To, to sway, you know, or, or to at least have some factor in the decision-making process. The other side of it is nothing gets done. Like, fucking nothing gets done. And the two sides hate each other so much that it doesn't even matter if what's trying to be pushed is good or bad for Americans just because they don't want the other side to have their name and their thumbprint on something good, they oppose it. And nothing yeah. ever gets done. And that's why all the laws end up having other things added to it and changed constantly, or, or bills, I guess I should say, because they're trying to get the most people to yeah. vote for it. I feel like you just filibusted us getting to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, honestly, I wanted, I, I feel like I needed to explain a little bit of that, but I wanted to get, like, what's your opinion on that? Like, where do you stand on that whole thing? I know you're not overly political, neither am I, really, but I do pay attention. So it's funny because a week or two ago, we talked about Pat Oswalt doing his filibustering where he was talking about the Boba Fett escaping from the Sarlacc pit, right? And that's right. actually what it was. It was a political stance he was taking and he was filibusting in a courthouse. And that's what he ended up coming up with while he was doing it. I think I look. I don't care how old it is. It's stupid. Like you give somebody a certain amount of time because then what ends up happening is people just start talking in circles, right? And I see this all the time on conference calls when I'll eventually have to say to people, "I'm like, look, we're we're just talking in circles now. We're not going anywhere anymore. So we're we're kind of done here. We'll regroup next time. However, we'll move on." So. It just makes no sense. It's just another roadblock. So, look, everything old should be challenged, right? Just because it's been around, just because it's the way it was, that should not be the way it continues to be. 
And something like that makes no sense. So you think they should overturn it and get rid of it? Or No, I'm not saying get rid of it. Change it. Like, you have an hour to make your, your case, and then you know what? Maybe after that hour, we'll vote on whether or not you're giving enough of a case where we continue talking about it. Yeah, I think so. that's effectively the same thing as getting rid of it. Yeah. Remember, well, it's it's not there to provoke discussion. It's there to say, no, I'm not I'm not stopping until you give up this cause. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's not the way to go either. You know, and the other side of it is like there's been these bills, like even like the COVID bill, the CARES Act, as it's called, a couple years, uh, two years ago now. They're like 1,100 page documents that they give to them at like eight o'clock on a Thursday yeah, and they and vote, on it, vote on it 9 a.m., 10 a.m., <laughs> Friday. Like yeah. people aren't reading all that shit either. So they, something needs to change. Yeah, I, and, I and politicians always get called on that shit. They're like, you voted for this measure back in 1996 and it said that, you know, uh, I don't know, homosexuality wasn't allowed in America or some stupid shit like that, right? And and most of the senators are like, I didn't vote for that. And they're like, look, your name is on it. It's like we have yeah. proof. And they're like, well, I guess I didn't read it. And, th and yeah. then they get called into question. So you don't read things before you sign them, do you? So let's let's talk about uh, a different future politician, I'm sure, Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear? So, yes. Yeah. So Mike Tyson is 55 years old. At least, yeah. Right. And, and still looks pretty deadly. I've seen oh, some of his. Oh, kill you. Yeah. <laughs> let's, not, let's hold on. No let's doubt. not confuse anything here. He would kill you. Yeah, he still looks like, pretty fucking good. It's just like in the movie Hangover when they say a wise-ass comments to him and he yeah. knocks the guy out and they're uh -huh. like, still got it. He's still, still got, got it, it. champ. <laughs> so he, he's going to be fighting who? It's that internet guy, right? Yeah, so the, the Paul brothers. So Logan Paul and Jake Paul uh, made a name for themselves by um, – basically being like YouTube and and whatever whatever the early social media video channels were, they had uh, a lot of popularity on that. Logan Paul, if you remember, was the guy that went into the suicide forest in Japan and filmed it and found a body and basically got canceled and ripped to shreds for, for filming, you know, that whole thing and, and showing, you know, a dead and person. Posting it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which one so, of the two idiot brothers got just got burned on the Pokemon cards? It's one of them. That right? was that was Logan Paul. Yeah, yeah. He someone sold him like a three million dollar card, and it turned out to be fraud. Um, apparently, he got his money back, but who knows? Anyways, they both decided that they were going to make money, and this is actually pretty brilliant by fighting a bunch of husbands, right? So a bunch of people that used to be good at something or were good at another sport, and then bringing them into the the boxing world where they had some experience some amateur level experience and then and then kind of beating up on them although logan paul hasn't been as successful as jake paul jake paul i believe is five and oh and uh, in his last fight knocked out uh what's his name tyrone woodley i think is the guy he's fought was him for the a, second was time he a fighter he was an i believe he was an mma fighter so he was okay. he was crossing out of MMA into right. uh, into so boxing, he, he which, by the way, is like field. is like taking taking a fighter and cutting off his hands. Yeah, you know, from going from MMA to boxing, it's just no. I don't think it's it's very fair. But um, anyway, so he he won that fight, but he is now signed on uh, to fight Mike Tyson in what they're calling, I believe, an exhibition bout. And and the reason it's called an exhibition bout is because. There are no judges. 
It's not for a belt. It's not for anything other than the 36 plus million dollars that they'll probably make from the fight. I think there's a $36 million guarantee from like pay-per-view earnings and promotions and shit like that. What do you think about that? Even with no judges, hopefully they have a medical staff on board because <laughs> I think the guy's going to get destroyed. Because as the old saying goes by Mike Tyson himself, everybody has a plan till they get in the ring with me and I hit him in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy fighting, again, I know it was a mixed, uh, MMA guy, right? I get that side of it, but he was fighting him in a different field. So it's, it is different. And maybe some of these other has-beens like, look, you want to fucking fight Roger Clemens because he's a name? Yeah. <laughs> and you get him in the ring? That's one thing. But for this guy to go against Mike Tyson, I think he is going to get destroyed. I don't know. He's got 30 years on him. There's a 30-year difference between these two. So your your grandfather, uh, Grandpa Fuck-A-Lot, right? Yeah. Did, did you ever arm wrestle him? I never met the guy. He died when I was, I think, three fucked himself to death too <laughs> so my grandfather who worked in a field his whole life even into my 20s i could not beat him in an arm wrestle mm. because he was built like a brick shit house. oh yeah yeah mike tyson still looks like mike tyson yeah so he does and he's I been training he might too be, he might be slower he might not punch as hard but it, it look whether you get hit by a freight train or a 18 wheeler Paul's still going to get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> right, here's, so. here's my problem. Um, a lot of people are saying the last fight was rigged. And, you know, people are analyzing the footage and, and they're saying that, you know, Jake Paul, like, made some sort of wrist movement before he knocked him out. And that was his clue to drop his arm and all that bullshit. Um, and, and then I think I saw an article. I didn't read it the other day, but I saw an article that, you know, Tyrone Woodley, like, had admitted that, you know, he... He, he took a fall. And you know, who knows? Maybe he did. Maybe he's just saying that because he got destroyed, right? And that was the only way he can save face. Who the hell knows? My only fear is that they go into this fight. And these are starting to become like WWE, WWF-type wrestling matches where the outcome's predetermined. And I, I refuse to pay for that. I'll fucking watch it on YouTube the next day. Like I, I have a big, a big problem with, with some of that shit. I feel like it's, it's shady. It's not sanctioned by any sort of boxing body. You know, there, there's, there's not a whole lot that can make me believe that any of it is really, you know, kind of a real fight. Let me tell you. Pay for the Tyson one because that shit will be real. He ain't going down. If you don't anybody, think so? Jake, Paul, better Jake Paul is it Jake Paul or Logan Paul. Which one's going to Jake get Paul's going to fight him? Jake Paul. Jake Paul, who will now uh, leave a brother with uh, with no fit, no no living <laughs> sibling. He is going to get destroyed. And if if there is a take and somebody's going down, it better fucking be him because Tyson will not go. Tyson will not take a dive. Yeah. This guy's going to get crushed. I don't know, man. So, can't wait. <laughs> we'll see. $36 million. It's a lot of reasons to fucking take a fall. Yeah. So, a couple... I just want to talk about one or two random things I've heard recently between commercials on TV or commercials on the radio. So, there was a there's commercials going on now for pit fruit. So, not peaches, plums, apricots, all of them. Pit fruits. So anything with a pit in it. Anything with a pit in it. So okay. I don't know if it's like the got milk type thing from a couple years ago where 
you know, all the different milk companies got together and created this. But the Dairy Farmers Association. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They are just pushing these fruits. And, and the they're, just, they're calling it pit fruit? Pit fruit. You know, really? pit fruit does this for I've you. Not heard pit that. fruit does that. And so they'll, they'll say things like, do you like hard fruits or soft fruits? Because if you like this guy, you like pit fruits, right? Like the kind of, it's crazy. So I just thought that was so weird to that to be the marketing strategy of pit fruits. Huh. So I still can't get away from the Seat Geeks commercials. I have not seen any fruit commercials in a while. Yeah. So there's that one. And then I saw another one on M&M's. Oh, sorry. I read an article on M&M's that they have decided. And so the people who work in M&M's marketing department, I realize they're not scientists, <laughs> but they must feel that every major disease is cured if this is what they're focusing their time on. They, in their marketing results, they've determined that they need to update the M&Ms, not the candy, the animated ones that are in the commercials. So like the dopey yellow yeah. and the scared red, those guys. They've decided to lower Brown's high heels to show the more modern day woman who doesn't always have to wear high heels. And they've decided that Orange, who's scaredy cat in a lot of the commercials, his shoelaces need to be tied now because it shows that he is a more responsible person. Oh, Jesus Christ. How how the fuck do these people have jobs? I, I don't I didn't even know they wore shoes. So <laughs> So you're right. If they're focusing on that, then uh they're getting paid too much money or they have a dick for a boss. <laughs> All right. So while we're on candy, uh a big thank you to you for sending me the fruity, no, not fruity pebbles, cocoa pebbles chocolate bar, which I got last week. And I gotta say, it was absolutely fucking phenomenal. Oh, you're welcome. Like, it tasted like cocoa pebbles and it was like a Hershey's chocolate bar, and it was amazing. So I found it at a place and I and they only had one left. And it was like one of those weird candy stores. They had one left. And I'm like, do you have any of the Fruity Pebble ones? Is there a Fruity Pebble one? The lady's like, there is. She's like, we can't get them in. She's like, just, she's like, they came and went, can't get them in again. So I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I got to get this for David and send it to you. So I've actually had it at home for about two or three weeks because I, I had to go to the actual fucking post office and I had to wrap it in a way that you wouldn't get, you know, candy bar dust like the <laughs> last time I tried to send you something, which was a fucking disaster. So... I've had it at home, but my kids, you know, they go in when they get their snacks, they they get their, so when they get their dessert, they usually take like a little piece of candy of this, a little piece of candy of that. I'm like, do not touch this. <laughs> like this bar is Uncle David's. I'm like, I got to send it to him. I'm like, I just haven't had time yet. So it's funny because when, when I got it, I, I never get serious. That's not true. Usually, usually we send each other gag gifts, right? It's rare that we get like serious stuff. Although you did send me the toasted almond. Well, you tried to send me the toasted almond ice cream. That didn't work I sent so you a well. Bag of liquid. You, I sent, you sent me liquid milk in fucking July. <laughs> in hindsight, that wasn't your 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 brightest moment. But the the thought was was certainly what counts. Um, but yeah, well, I was super surprised. I'm like, because when I'm opening it, I'm like, fuck, I got to like be careful. Like, am I going to get glitter bombed when this thing opens up? Like, what the fuck is this? But yeah, it was it was a nice surprise. So, so it's, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because 
when I w- went to mail it out, it, I wasn't expecting to go mail it out. So I'm like, oh, fuck, let me grab this. I'll do it on the way to go to somewhere else. So I didn't have time to do like anything else. Like I didn't draw any dicks in there. I didn't download any photos. So I actually thought about that when I sent it. I'm like, this is actually just the candy bar. Yeah. And I don't think that's ever been done. Like even with the toasted almonds, I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure you sent some sort of, some sort of insulting or half-assed like, you know, no, I remark. printed, I print, I think I printed a dick from online. Yeah, I think you did too. Yeah. Uh, so it was, so it was, was I was funny. I was caught off guard. I'm like, wait, it's like I, I don't get it. Like see, that's how I keep you guessing <laughs> this time by not doing something. Cause next time you'll be like, Oh, there's nothing in here, and all these like little dick confetti will fall out from like some bride at some bridal party. You know, you can yeah. go buy those. Oh Jesus. So um we talked about New Year's resolutions, and I know it's almost fucking February now, but like y- you didn't really have one when we talked about it. At least that I can remember. Still don't. Still don't, yeah. Um, I, I was kind of like, eh, I'm, I'm kind of over it. Like, I'm seeing, like, on Facebook and on some of the socials, like, like three weeks ago, there were people that were like, you know, and I don't want to point fingers, you know, like, dry January or, like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, we're going to do, like, we're going to work out every day for 70 days in a row. And I'm starting to see those same people posting, like, pictures of them doing the shit that they said that they wouldn't do <laughs> with their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> and, I mean, it's so hard for me not to just comment, but I don't. I, I typically don't comment. I try not to comment on Facebook anymore at all. But it, it's really hard for me to just kind of look the other way when I see some of that shit because I, I really want to poke, I, I really want to pull up the post and, like, snapshot it and put it as a comment in their, like, post of them doing whatever they're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> While they're eating an ice cream, you post, you'll copy the post that's like going to the gym. You're like, wasn't that this year? Did you post that this year? Yeah, I've there's, there's quite a few people. Like gym memberships skyrocket in January. And then, you know, most people don't end up canceling them or it's too difficult to cancel it and you're, you're fucking a member for life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't, just like on, um, uh oh fuck this is how religious i am i can't even think of it. ash wednesday every mm. year people always make these you know this is what i'm going to give up for lent and i'm like well i'm going to give up liver and i'm like this is my you know 49th yeah. year straight of giving up liver <laughs> i'm like fuck it. liver Look, once had liver yeah. in 49 years <laughs> i've said over and over god lets in mass murderers for going to confession there's no way he's going to be like wait a minute you fucking told me you gave up chocolate for lent and you had chocolate. <laughs> They're like, you were going straight to hell. <laughs> so, Have you been paying attention at all to uh, anything going on with QAnon lately? No. Not at as, all. As I've tried to live my whole life. That's yeah, my New yeah. Year's resolution. I won't listen to I QAnon. Know. Every once in a while, I, I, I kind of take a peek. I'll do a Google search for it and just like see what the latest craze is. What's the latest crazy thing that they're they're pushing? And so they've they've given up on Donald Trump and because he said that, you know, he's vaccinated and he said that everybody should go get vaccinated. So they're all, they jump ship on him. They're like, well, fuck this guy. You know, that's, that's not what, you know, what we want to do. Um, so, so Trump gives a speech, I think it was a week or two ago. I think maybe it was last week. Oh, he was in Arizona. So he was in Arizona and in, in a fucking a town of like population of like 200 people. Right. And of course he, he packed the stadium. So, you know, it was, it was all 200 people were there and it was, it's in a Republican County. So no surprise there. Um, but you know, he, he basically spent most of his speech 
just shitting on everybody like he normally does. But the 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 dialogue in the QAnon forums was around how that really wasn't Donald Trump. That was JFK in disguise as Donald Trump. And JFK Jr. is going to make an appearance soon, and he's going to be the new, the new Republican candidate for president in 2024. I mean, he'd get votes. <laughs> he would get votes, except for the fact that he's dead. Yeah. All right. He probably won't get Bobby Kennedy's vote, though. <laughs> <laughs> but JFK, so JFK Jr. died in a plane crash. JFK, like 25 years ago already. Yeah, exactly. JFK died, you know, in the 50s and 60s, whenever it was, when the assassination, everybody knows about that. But there's there's the the theory that, you know, it wasn't, re- it was all faked and it was, it was a ruse, you know, and he's hanging out with Tupac Shakur somewhere. So there, there's like, you know, all the people that like died mysteriously and they're saying that didn't really die. But if you do the math, I mean, JFK in the 60s was in his 40s. That was 60 years ago. So he'd be over 100 right now. So it's like Biden. <laughs> <laughs> but th- they're pushing this theory that that Donald Trump is actually JFK, not JFK Jr., JFK in disguise. What, what, what fucking planet are we on? I don't care about the person who says it, because you can say anything you want, and... Well, you should be able, other people should be able to look at you and go, wow, that guy's fucking crazy. (laughs) But at least the guy said what he wanted and you say that dude's fucking crazy. The problem is, is the people going, you're right. (laughs) That is him. That's the people who really got the problems. And it's confirmed my belief that anywhere in the internet, on the internet, if you believe something, anything, the world is flat. All right. You believe the world is flat. You can go somewhere and there's a corner of the internet where you will find thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that will agree with you. doesn't matter yeah. what it is. Make some shit up. Um, you also can do that exact same thing on Pornhub. You can type in any word and you'll get 40 <laughs> videos from it. But that's an aside. That's an aside. So real quick, you mentioned all these people who they kind of say are dead or really alive. So there is a new commercial for the Super Bowl halftime show. And it's fucking phenomenal. It is Please Dr. Tell me it's Dre. Be somebody good. Oh, hold on, it's gonna be fucking everybody good. It's Dr. Dre standing over a chessboard, and he shows a piece like the king, meaning him, mm-hmm. and he starts showing him moving pieces here and there, and they start basically going to who that person's gonna be. So he goes to Eminem, mm-hmm. who's in a studio battling himself against Slim Shady. Then after a few minutes of that, you really he you what apparently is you see he gets a message from Dre and he jets off, and then you see Snoop Dogg driving yeah, down the highway. Say, it's going to be all of the Death Row records yeah, yeah. Uh, or Aftermath Records uh, artists, right? So yeah, so you see um, Snoop Dogg driving down the highway in in a, a string of uh, six fours, right? And he checks his messages, and then he turns off, and he goes. For all you kiddies, that's a 1964 Impala. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Mary J. Blige is at a photo shoot. She gets the message. She hops in her Audi, and she goes. So clearly, Audi's a sponsor as well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Kendrick Lamar Mm -hmm. is writing all these papers, and then he eventually goes as well. But when they all start getting together, they 
so as they're doing stuff, they're playing some of their songs. Mm-hmm. As they all get together, they're playing California Love by Tupac. So that motherfucker's still alive and he's coming back. <laughs> well, and he's making we, his we appearance about, at the Super Bowl halftime show. We talked about holo- hologram Tupac, right? Yeah. I think when, that will probably be there. There's a hologram yeah. Tupac, hologram Sinatra, hologram yeah. Michael Jackson, hologram whatever the fuck will make us money. That's what they're doing. Yeah, here's here's my fear, and don't don't get me wrong. I love me some Dre. I love me some Eminem. Eminem did a guest appearance on one of the major award shows last year. It was the Grammys, or yeah, I think it was the Grammys. And he came out and did um, "Lose Yourself," mm-hmm. which probably one of his most popular songs from the movie Eight Mile, and. Half of the audience and half of Twitter afterwards was like, who the fuck was that? Oh, my God. So that's the problem I have with this approach is you and I can appreciate it and love it and we'll, we'll think it's fucking awesome. But, like, my kids are going to be like, what, like, what's going on here? Like, who are these people? Oh, my God. Well, at least your daughter will be able to say, I know that guy. He's from uh, the Straight out of Compton, right? Yeah. He's a movie star? Oh, fucking that's Dr. Dre. Um, I will say Eminem is far and away the best. Him and Jay-Z, they did a home and home, one in Detroit, one in New York about 15 years ago. Yeah. Far and away the best concert I've ever seen in my life. Really? It was amazing, yeah. That includes the Pink Floyd concert we went to? Yes. Yeah, so Pink <laughs> Floyd had some dope uh, pigs at the end, but that was about it. Yeah. All right. So, who is this Casey Neistat? Casey this? Neistat. So, um, you know, we've talked about taking a little bit of a break after uh, after this episode. Just, but one, it's the end of a season. It's a nice stopping point. But two, um, I, in my infinite wisdom, in December, I just signed up for a filmmaker's course, and uh, Casey Neistat is a is a filmmaker who. Probably he he had a show on HBO long before YouTube was even a thing, but he he became really famous when he started doing a daily vlog. I'm shocked that you don't know him. Um, he's out he's out of New York, and his vlog is basically him walking around the city. And after he he did it every day for I want to say like 700 days, 600 or 700 days. By the time he was done with that, everybody in New York knew who he was and watched it. And in fact, he's got, you know, movies that have millions upon millions and some probably getting close to the billions of views, right? So, um, so super popular. Uh, if you're, if you, I know your YouTube's not your thing, but like if, if you watch YouTube videos, there's a pretty good chance you know who Casey Neistat is. Anyways, he put together a filmmaker's course on just how to, you know, how to tell stories, how to use video to do that, how to edit it, how to, you know, put all that stuff together. So I just... I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. I'm going to sign up for it. I signed up for it, and it's a it's a 30-day course, and it's got fucking homework. <laughs> and I'm, I'm already, like, two assignments behind, and I'm like, fuck, I got to... Like, I'm going to spend all day tomorrow, like, just putting another video together. The cool thing is, at the end of this course, I'll have, like, two videos that I can, like, put out on YouTube and shit like that, but actually doing the work and like I'm in a peer group with like 20 other people and I have to watch their videos and like comment on them. And it's, I, I, I didn't realize I was fucking signing up for school again, but it's, it is what it is. So, but it's over in a couple of weeks. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I need a break for a week. All right. Well, I hope your film class goes well. 
um, you know, with an iPhone and a, a couple uh, a couple drinks, you can make porn with it. You don't really need to take the film class. <laughs> yeah, um, you could try the ridiculously bored uh, OnlyFans. You can sign up for that. Uh, we'll yeah, send you where there's accountants. There's accountants on it. <laughs> Uh, so we've started, we've started seeing some sponsorship, which is awesome. You know, yeah, right around crazy. the time you want to take a break, which is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, we talked about the break long before we got sponsored. Or we, we, we had some, some engagement. Yeah, on we've the always had plans. Oh, speaking of, I want to give you a fucking ridiculous statistic. Okay. Speaking of for the record, do you know that now there's, there's not many physical copies of CDs, cassettes, Records, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I sold literally anymore. threw mine away. Like, didn't right? even sell them. Just threw them, put them out right. on. The I lawn. gave mine to charity when I um, got rid of them. Had a write off for it. Come on, see, I'm an accountant, but at heart. <laughs> Do you know that one third of all physical copies that are sold now are records? Yeah, that's so. Um, LPs have made a huge resurgence. In fact, um, there's a genre of music now called lo-fi, and it's all about. And this is, it been, I mean, they've been doing this for years. We talked about it, I think, in a prior episode. But, like, it's literally taking, like, albums, like, old soul records and, like, sampling them and kind of making new beats from them. And it's been going on since, like, Public Enemy and shit. But, um, yeah, we did talk about this last week. Um, because of, like, that and just the whole retro like aesthetic that everybody's going for you and I were in Vegas. We went to that store and all the clothes that they sold were like, looked like something out of the seventies and eighties. Yeah, like it looked like sponsored by Atari, even though yeah, that's not what exactly. it was. All that shit is coming back pretty fierce. And as a result, people are resorting back to vinyl of all things, vinyl albums. I've even considered getting a turntable. Yeah. So TJ David, <laughs> <laughs> Um, DJ Tsunami. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you could, you know, comment on one of the various platforms you listen, give us, um, look, if you hate us, then don't listen. Don't give us negative comments. Oh, I have a funny stat for you. That's not a stat. That's related to all the platforms that we are on. I found out that the statistics that you and I look at for listeners, um, they don't get stats from all the platforms that we're on most the of the fuck? data like 90 percent of the data comes from spotify which makes up like less than 50 percent of all of our listeners so our audience is actually bigger than it's reported to be because none of those other channels actually report data back to the the service that we use oh so we have maybe three then four listeners all right no i was thinking like six or seven <laughs> uh, we've, we're, we're getting hot <laughs> and by the way thank you for not calling me DJ Dry Dick <laughs> oh I am so upset with myself how did you miss that, that. <laughs> uh, cut that cut that cut that <laughs> add it back in alright well with that I'm Michael Carter and I'm David Michael and we are DJ Dry Dick <laughs> oh, it's awesome.